You are listening to Lady Talk Radio. I'm your host and friend, Stacey Ray. Each week right here, you and I are going to have those much needed, honest conversations about your creativity, your work, your womanhood, your ambition, and so much more. Really, if I'm honest, nothing is off the table here. So pull up a chair and let's talk. I believe ambition is not a dirty word. This is about self-mastery. I decided today I wanted to take the power back. back. Remain in love with life, knowing that despite challenges, there are always solutions. What would happen if we were all brave enough to believe in our own ability? What I know for sure is that speaking your truth is the most powerful tool we all have. Well, I'm hyperventilating a little bit. If I fall over, pick me up because I've got some things to say. This is about, this is about self, self mastery. mastery. I'm enough, and I'm worthy of love and belonging and joy. Let us work at it together, starting now. Hey, hey, welcome back to the show. Oh, I'm excited about this one. This marks the beginning of a masculine series. If you've been with me on the show for a minute, you know that we typically do the masculine May series on Lady Talk Radio. We've been doing it for a while now. It's always been a hit. Y'all love it. However, it didn't end up being the masculine May series because as you can see when this is posted, it is clearly June because I wanted to feature mothers in May. And so we bumped this off a little bit. So you can call it what you want to call it. I'm still calling it the masculine May series or just the masculine series. Either way, it's gold. Okay. I first, when I initially launched this series, this would have been about three or four years ago now, I really feel that like we as female identifying people, what we can do to support more men in our lives and in our communities, because we know that things like toxic masculinity, that term has become a common phrase. I feel it's really important for us to continue to have these conversations, particularly with men. And on this show, we have normally featured mostly women and I'm obviously a woman. So I feel that it's important, you know, even if it's just once a year that we bring men on, we unpack some stuff, we really understand what men are up to now, how we as a collective can continue to heal these gaps, you know, because I don't know that we can always just heal with, without just going right into the, the center of the conversation with men, you know? And so I really hand select the guests that come on to these Masculine May series. A couple of them, oh, actually a couple of them, I think a couple of them are repeats. Um, but I just, I'm so excited about how this series went this year. I felt that the, the guests are just so quality, such quality men and the conversations and where we went, it's just gold. So I could not be more excited to be back having these conversations with you guys. And today we are joined by Michael Bates. He is so dope. Colorado-based men's work facilitator. He's an executive coach, a speaker, teacher, and relationship consultant. We had this really epic chat about men and the masculine looking back and looking forward to what we can do together, you know, to really change and to really heal these, these pieces that we all feel. And so Michael is incredibly artful in his approach to this conversation. And I just appreciated it so much. I feel like you will too. I absolutely felt like this was the opening we needed for this masculine series. So let's get right into it. Michael, I'm so excited about having you on the show. I was already telling you before we hit record about uh, just you really stand out to me as someone who 
not only teaches this work, holds space for men to do this work, but you, you really walk the walk, you know, and your integrity and wisdom and humility amongst all of that is really admirable. And so I was really excited to have you on and just hear from you because I know we're at a really interesting time in history, you know, where conversations around our mental health and around our spiritual health are, are kind of becoming more and more popular and kind of trending in a way. And there's a lot of conversations mm -hmm. about men and masculinity and toxic masculinity and all of these different things. And so I just want to kind of unpack some of that with you today and hear your, your expertise and your viewpoints on those. And I'm curious, like, just tell the listeners for a second, what kind of work do you do? Like, what does life kind of look like mm -hmm. for you now? What are you focused on with your work? Yeah. Thank First off, thank you for having me, Stacey. It's a real honor to be here. And um, yeah, as I like to say, my, my mission is to serve the conscious evolution of men across our planet in our lifetime, uh, one man at a time. So that uh, <laughs> I used to work with a lot of women, a lot of couples, a lot of different people, sort of helping them develop themselves into more of who they are truly meant to be or, or, or were born to be rather than who they were sort of taught to be or sort of became yeah. accidentally, you know, because of whatever family society school whatever you want to whatever you want to call it but um i it really landed a few years back where i felt that the best way to help women children humanity the planet animals you know <laughs> the best way to do that was to help men and specifically focus on men and i like to really teach from my own lived experience so i i am a man i <laughs> i've i've had uh, a masculine experience that is obviously unique into itself, but also has a lot in common with what all men yeah. go through. So that's what I, where I like to come from. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm a men's coach. I do a lot of workshop facilitation, rites of passage and ritual work. Um, in addition, I, I am a, a, a psychedelic integration guide. Oh, cool. I didn't know you well. were doing that. That's epic. And nice. Yeah. yeah. Get ready yes, to start you a podcast. Are. That's right. <laughs> Per, per I'm so excited years. about you having a show. I feel like there's this mm. kind of weird conversation. This is kind of a sidebar, but there's this weird conversation going around that there's like so many podcasts and there's too many podcasts. And I totally disagree. I feel like we're all really looking for mentorship and guidance and learnings and even just inspiration, mm. you know, from, yeah. from trustworthy people. So yeah, you, I'm excited about your show existing. You mentioned mm rites of passage. Mm, and this is something that I've been really fascinated with. And as a woman, and we've talked about this a bit on this show for women, you know, some of the different rites of passage that we experience and we go through and even intentionally create, because that hasn't really been sort of mm -hmm. done in our cultures, you know, in mo modern society, it's not really something that's celebrated. And I'm curious, yeah. like, what's that like for yeah. men? And, and what kinds of rites of passage do you really kind of focus on? Yeah, thanks. That's such a great question. I think, you know, my my curiosity around this came from reading uh, Carl Jung, from reading Joseph Campbell, specifically those two who really talk about um, this idea that, <laughs> and this is sort of my uh, extrapolation of it, but I really feel that society being the way that it is with this whole idea of and we'll talk a bit about this, the negative aspects of masculine leadership, a.k.a. what's come to be known right. as patriarchy or quote-unquote toxic masculinity, comes largely from the absence of traditional adolescent, rail, uh, adolescent male rites of passage. So men walking around with essentially boy psychologies that haven't gone through what we know from all the studies that have been done on 
every society that's ever existed from the exhaustive work that Campbell did and every society doesn't matter what country, what skin color, what, 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 uh, um, nation these or, or, or time period, these, these individuals came from, there were very specific rituals that were a part of going from being a young person to an adult in that society. Almost, I don't know that there's any society that's ever been studied that did not have that to some degree. In the modern era, we've sort of lost a lot of that. We've, it's a complicated issue to get into why, lots of reasons, but um, the absence of those rituals that inform a young man that he has now transformed into something else are largely absent. And so for me, reading that, recognizing the absence of those rituals in my own life and the impact of my own, uh, <laughs> my own experience in that, or a rather lack of experience in being initiated, there's something really special about that and, and something really sad about yeah. its absence. Um, they talk a lot about, you know, I think for women, you you guys go through, you girls, you, you ladies, <laughs> you all go through something very special when your menstrual yeah. cycle starts. And there's something innate in that that happens in your body that, you know, it's even if you don't have a red tent or or women around you that are supporting you in a very overt way, there is something that still happens that changes you innately. And men really don't have that. It's this idea of boys don't become men. They have to be turned into men. And regrettably, (laughs) they have to be turned into men by other men. And it has to be done in a ritualized sacred space. So, you know, props to all those single mothers out there kicking ass and taking names and doing their best. But there's something about those male role models that we don't really have. So one of my mentors said recently, every boy joins a gang. It's just in our nature to do that. Just make sure it's right. the baseball team <laughs> or the math club versus, you yeah. know, the Bloods of the Crips. It's innate for men to sort of join together in that young time when, you know, testosterone peaks at wow. 15 for boys, uh, for men. That's the, that's the point in a man's life where testosterone is the highest. So that young impressionable period where men are boys really are looking for the mentor. They're looking for that archetypal next step out of mom's house into dad's house out of dad's house into the mentor's house that then is the platform and the accelerant that takes you off into your life and we've just lost wow and just wow that was such a clear explanation of that i can just see and and sense the impact of that on men And, you know, I'm curious, we see these videos kind of going around on social media of like men gathering in groups, and we're seeing more of these sort of men's circles, men's Mm -hmm. work happening, and a lot of tears, a lot of emotion, a lot of moving Mm -hmm. uh, visuals, because I can imagine as men move into these spaces and kind of, it, it almost occurs to me like it's a remembering, like a... Yeah. Oh, very much so, Stacy. Yeah, you really hit it on the head. It really it really is. Again, you know, I've been doing men's work in men's circles for over 7 years and I I I I refer to it as a wow. technology because it really is a technology as 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 predictable and consistent and reliable as going to a light switch and flipping the switch. When you get men together in a group, when you create the necessary parameters to create safety through confidentiality, um, a number of other factors that get brought together, it's like something just happens. And again, I don't, I don't care where you're from. I don't care what your sexuality is, what your skin color is, what your race, religion, creed, it does not matter. 
there's something in us as men that mm-hmm. remembers this, that remembers this, that remembers this. If you, you take any person and you go back far enough in history, we were all existing in tribes and small groups where the women would gather, you know, and the men would gather and then we'd come together. So there's, there's that communal aspect to it. That's just built into our bones. It's right there. And men are starving for that. We're literally starving for that. And again, I've seen it time and time again. I've, I've never seen it not work, Stacey, literally. I've never seen it not work where invariably someone will come into that room with a wound or, or an issue that they're working on. And there will be someone else in that room that has been through that exact thing that has the medicine for them. It just happens. It just always happens. So it's powerful. Yeah. And and a lot of people are doing it. There's a lot of different organizations stepping out there. There's a lot of people. It's becoming popular or more popular, I guess you could say. But yeah, Yeah. it's It's cool to see that this is becoming a popular conversation. My fear is sometimes when things Mm. become a popular conversation, they almost lose their depth in a way. And, you know, that's that's kind of what I I kind of I'm wary about. And we saw this a little bit with women's work, you know, over the past Mm -hmm. 10 years. It it started out as this really revolutionary idea. And then it started to get a little bit kind of foggy and a little bit more exclusive yeah. and that kind of thing. And so I'm, you know, I'm curious, sure. like what you, yeah, Co-opted like, and yeah, yeah, totally. And, and it's turned into, turned the, into yeah. business. See, yeah, that's the thing. Right. Business. And I'm curious, like, what do you see for, I know that you do your work in such a unique way and with a lot of integrity around mm-hmm. like the, the sacredness and the, the history. Um, yeah. Like, what do you think is the, I guess the answer to that, you know, how can we maintain that, that sacredness? Yeah, that's such a great question, Stacey. It's it's a real mm-hmm. bind, you know. It's a real bind. I think in a lot of ways there are some traditions that have survived and there are traditions that have been passed down through generations and generations and generations and there is wisdom schools and wisdom threads that are very specific and unique to a particular culture or or a particular tradition. And in the West we're so hungry for tradition, we're so hungry for what I think the decline of religion has left that gap that it's left in our psyches for or a, a search for meaning and, and a need for meaning. And I think that there's the, 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 the culture that is looking for something of value, something that it can um, sort of sink its teeth into and have and, and derive meaning from that we've sort of lost. So, and at the same time, a lot of these threads have been lost. So it's like at the same time, it feels like, we're kind of learning these things from scratch. We're sort of, I don't know, like dusting off the the pages yeah. of history somehow and sort of building this anew while at the same time there are traditions that sort of exist. And in the sort of random milieu of the internet, you know, I mean, I've, I've, <laughs> I've had people come to my workshops and you know, do a, a, an activity that I've led. And then I see them right. online next <laughs> yeah. week doing the same thing. And it's like, part of me is like, oh, you son of a, but then it's like, well, who does this really right. belong to anyway? And is it about preserving the lineage or being loyal or like, this is mine and intellectual property rights. And I get that those are important. I really do. And, you know, I've been, I've tried my best to be really authentic to and respectful of the traditions that I came out of, you know, David Data's lineage and some of my other teachers, um, that it's it's just so profound. And when you steep yourself in those traditions for long enough, they kind of become right. a part of you. So 
I've, I've tried my best to try to be as honoring or at the very least acknowledging of those traditions or this is right. from this or I learned this from this teacher and trying to, to, to honor that. And I think, you know, we see a lot of people online just sort of, I don't know if it's the nature of human beings. I don't know if it's the nature of mm-hmm. capitalism itself as a system, but there's, you know, there's definitely... Um, people looking to make money at this thing. And I think, why not, you know, make money at this. Like I've, it it took me a long time to get to the place where I'm at now, where I can say that I'm living my purpose. And my purpose was always to have my, my purpose and my income Mm -hmm. align. And so I love that I get to live in devotion to serving men through coaching and workshops and all these different things. But yeah, I think it's, it's, it's tough because things do become popular and then they become co-opted and then they right. like burning them, right? It's like everything, <laughs> things sort of, or even just, it's so hilarious, Stacy. you know, like spiritual materialism. And it's like, everyone now is wearing crystals and all the hippie stuff. And like, I, I was raised by hippies, you know, and I got made fun of, you know, wearing my crystals in high school. Oh, and now it's like every cool kid on the block is where has a crystal or they have the, the kombucha yeah. <laughs> company, you know, whatever it is. So it's, it's so, it's hilarious to me. My mom and I still joke cause I yeah. grew up drinking kombucha. Like my mom made homemade kombucha in the kitchen and we're like, Oh man, like we totally missed it. We could have been the, yeah. the GTs. Oh, or, that's you know, whatever. funny. But I don't know. It's, it's a yeah. tough thing, Stacy, Cause I, I don't want to discourage people from doing this work. I truly believe that everyone can do this work and there are certain things that, um, like anything, need to be there. Stuff comes yeah. up in this work. People's stuff gets triggered. There's their things come up. So, having a working understanding of right. trauma, a working understanding of space holding, a working understanding of what it takes to create a solid mm-hmm. container, quote unquote, for these rituals, traditions, groups to take place in. Um, it's tough because I think a lot of people, and I, I don't know, I don't know if I was that person too, but you know, a lot of people step into things, they take a workshop and they think they can lead and they want to do that. And I, I love that energy and one workshop does not make you a, 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 a leader and and, yeah, it's, know, it's and, nuanced, so it's, right? It's it's but I, I hear I hear you. It's like, nuanced. yeah, we can get so excited. I know when I've discovered certain things in life, it's like we get so excited that we want to go tell everybody. But there is like, there's a responsibility yeah, yeah, yeah. there. Like I really hear the, 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 the places you're going in these containers with men is mm. no joke, mm. you know? And, mm. and I know I've been in spaces where it wasn't yeah. really powerfully facilitated or the space wasn't held really well. And that can be really confronting and people can mm. leave feeling all kinds of ways. And so, yeah, I, I hear you in that. There is a real deep responsibility to, you know, like do, do your own work first, I guess, in, in a way. And, and yes. Yeah, yeah, that's really it. Yeah. That's really it, Stacey. Yeah, like do your own work first, you know, do the work, take the workshops, yeah. undergo mentorship, uh, train in a tradition. Um, I think that's kind of the the part of the, I don't know if it's the problem. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> phrase it that way necessarily, but uh, unless you go through a tradition that's like, well, you do two years of this and then you mentor and then you're official or you get your diploma or you go through... XYZ mm-hmm. coaching school. It's like, you know, half of the guys I know who have coaching schools didn't go to coaching school themselves. Tony Robbins. Didn't oh, actually, school. I knew that. That's so right. His certification is his certification. So it's, 
it's tough now because yeah, it's it's hard as I think we're seeing in the in the greater sort of global media experience right now. What yeah. do we trust? What is how do we know that something is good just because it's official or they give you a diploma or a certificate? Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to say. Yeah, I've been talking about this a lot from a branding perspective in 2022 because I feel that we all mm. have sort of watched all the roasts happen online. We've watched all of these different leaders kind of present differently than we thought they were and all this kind of stuff. And so it is, I think, the yeah. you know the integrity and that responsibility and really being that leader is more important than ever. And there's no shame in saying, hey, you know what? I need to go take a step back and take care of some stuff and maybe come back in, into that work when I'm ready. You know, so I think that that's, that's the season yeah. we're in, it sounds like. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's something special about this moment in a way where, you know, the truth, you know, really, really charging us to sort of speak from the truth, yeah. from our own sense of truth. And um, I think that's what's so, for me, challenging about this moment is it, it feels like a lot of people are not willing to engage in conversations mm -hmm about their challenges or their disagreements and without engagement the truth can't really be found because the truth is discovered from active i think this i think this here's my proof here's your proof yeah da, 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 da. and then from that we, we the, the the actual truth becomes distilled and yeah, when we're not willing to talk to each other, or we're willing to just label people right. as toxic or we're late because they fit a certain group or category i mean it's it's ironic in a way because that's sort of what I think a lot of groups are complaining about having happened to them. Right. That maybe is is now being <laughs> weaponized in the other way, and you know it's brilliant yeah. in some ways <laughs> as a as a as a tactic for waking us up. And I think yeah, oh my god, far. the internet is a wild west right now, and I think it's yeah, it's it's, it's totally bananas, and. I think this term sort of toxic masculinity is getting a lot of airtime. Mm. And what I've noticed, yeah, yeah like okay, that. let's let's pull this apart a little bit because I've noticed in conversations with a lot of women in my life that they don't actually understand the definition. So there seems to be some kind of gray area around what even is toxic masculinity. I don't think any, I think that's the problem. I think that's the core problem. I don't think there's a working operational definition for that term that is this is, this is what it is. It's, it, and I think that it's easy to just sort of throw that around right. generically. And a lot of people get swept up in the label of that unfairly and, and that it implies somehow that man or masculinity itself Oof. is toxic. And, you know, most of the men that I work with, like myself, when I was younger, have diminished themselves, have sort of stepped back or are in this sort of almost like a kick dog kind of energy about them. They're so afraid to speak. They're so afraid to assert themselves. They're so afraid of being that toxic masculine quote unquote thing that they've completely emasculated right. themselves and in some ways even energetically castrated themselves. And it's really, it's really hard to see that. And I understand, I understand that there has been a, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of serious wrong done by men over the course of history. But again, you know, it's this, this idea that only, only women have suffered under toxic uh. masculinity. I think it's important to remember that men have suffered under toxic masculinity. If, if there's an operational definition I can give for that, it's, it's the shadow aspects of masculinity 
sort of trickling down from leadership. So it's like you have someone who's a leader, you have a, a, a man who's in a position of power who then uses that power to corrupt, uses that power to um, manipulate, uses that power to fascistically control a situation or an outcome. Everyone suffers under that, not just women. So it's, you know, I talk about this a lot in the work that I do. Men over the last 5,000 years have been butchered on battlefields by sword and spear and arrow and artillery and machine gun fire. And as we're seeing right now, in a very mm. real way, in part of this world, men are the, have been the cannon fodder of history. We've been utterly annihilated and killed and murdered in mass, millions and millions and millions of us. So there's something very real in our bodies, too, that has suffered from that toxic, quote unquote, aspect. Um, I think in the modern moment, it's it's a it's a convenient way to sort of slap a label on something without having yeah. to pull it apart, without having to take the, the energy to actually take a someone at face value and look a little deeper and look at that person as in, an individual and not just on a group bias and that sort of group labeling is what all of the isms have done over time sexism racism all these things are an ismizing of one person by putting them into a group and labeling them based on this idea of what that right. group is like usually in a pejorative way and uh, men are beautiful yeah. men are necessary and i always say too it's like well if if <laughs> If all men are toxic, what does that say about women? Because all men were raised by women. All all men were raised by mothers. So who, where did the to, where did the toxicity come from? You know, where it's 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 tough for me in that sort of ba battle of the sexes idea of like, well, if if all men are in line and sort of diminished and back, who who suffers more than women necessarily? I mean, if I had a dollar for every woman that I talked to on the regulars, yeah. like, where are all the men? Where are all the conscious men? Where are all the, you know, men, the the manly men? It's like, well, um, they're they're kind of sitting back on their heels, afraid to speak wow. right now in a lot of ways. And there's something there's something good about this too, because again, me too. Yeah, like yeah, like that's that's real. That's real. There's been a lot of damage that men have done for a long time and a lot of power that's been corrupted and manipulated. So it's it's one of these things, Stacey, where it's like I think both yeah, yeah. are true. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like there's been a lot of bad stuff done by men and men are yeah. not bad. Um men can do bad things just like women or anyone can. But it's, I think it's important to, to not just throw these labels around willy-nilly because there's a lot of damage yeah. being done. Wow. Thank you for that perspective. I honestly was um, a little bit tranced out as you were speaking because I was like, whoa, you know, just, mm. yeah, getting to tune into what men have experienced through different expressions of masculinity and, and the ways that that would hurt you know, really, really hurt. And mm. I, I've, I've noticed that over the past few years, this is actually why we started this series was because I really wanted men's voices to be heard around these conversations. Cause I know that we can sort of just kind of dust it over in the corner and be like, Oh, he's just, you know, toxic, or this is, he's just, you know, being that, that expression of a man. And that's really, yeah, it's, it, it really sort of cuts the conversation, like you said. And if we're not willing to sort of have those conversations, we can't get to the other side. 
So, you know, I appreciate that perspective. I think that's really, I think it's really insightful and I'm curious what the listeners are, are experiencing and, and wondering about that because that, that mm. is such a new, a new yeah, way that I've too. heard it explained and I, I really appreciate that. Hey, hey, I'm going to interrupt this combo for just a quick moment. All through the month of May over at Your Media, we are focusing on education around podcasts because we know that so many of you have wanted to start a podcast for many years and you probably haven't done that yet. Or if you've started your podcast, you're needing some support to really get it to where you want it to go. So if you've been dreaming of starting your own podcast or taking the podcast you currently have and really rocket launching it, we can help. We offer a range of podcast services, including our signature podcast in a day, where we take you from where you are now, give you the plan, the tools, the software, everything that you need to really take your show to where you want it to go. So let's chat and see if it's right for you. Go to your media, Y-O-O-R media.com forward slash podcast and apply now. I was going to say, why do you think men, like why, why men and why now? Why is it so important that we uh, focus on this conversation and have this conversation? <sighs> why men, why now? Because men and women are irrevocably connected because when women suffer, mm -hmm. men suffer. And when men suffer, women suffer. We're the same species. We need each other. There's this idea that somehow men and women can be separated or <laughs> extrapolated and picked mm -hmm. apart in this way. And it just doesn't exist. You know, it's like when men are all, um, freaked out and, 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 and browbeaten and, um, sort of emasculated as again, no one's, no one's fault. I'm not here to push, uh, point any fingers, but, um, I think I spent a good portion of my life very intentionally emasculated in a way, thinking that that was safe is this is what you want, right? I'm a safe, I'm a safe guy. I'm safe. So I eschewed yeah. a lot of the qualities that women really like in a man in the right context. You know, it was really interesting to me. There's a really right. interesting statistic that in, I think it was 2016 when the whole me too thing came out. Fifty Shades of Grey was at the same time the fastest selling book in the history of books. So you have this book that is about this wow. sort of very traditional masculine feminine power dynamic dom sub thing where I think women are longing to be dommed by the right energy, you know, like by a man that they that they love, that right. they know, that they trust, that there's consent with, that there's all these different aspects. And not not all men, not all women, you know, every Men and women appear in many different ways in many different forms, and there's lots of different ways of looking at that energetically. But I think right now, is, as, mm -hmm. I, as I talk with my men, this is not a time for men to step back. This is the time for men to step forward and look at how, yeah, how have you, how have you been living out of integrity? I mean, there's this idea that disconnection right. is the quintessential masculine shadow, that this, uh, this ability of, to be disconnected because... You know, you can't rape someone, you can't pollute a river, you can't um, take advantage or rob from someone financially if you're truly connected to yourself and to the impact that that has on other people. So, and it's really useful on a battlefield. It's really useful to be disconnected so you right. can take a bullet, you can take a spear and you can keep going. Right. That is the type of... Um, honorary military bravado that we love and that we love from men that we honor men from and you know what me too i thought was teaching or asking from men is you know how, can you be aware of your impact you know it, the thing that i got from that was i think something i had taken for granted for such a long time i'm six five i'm a big guy i lived in new york city for 17 years i could walk down the street in new york city at four in the morning by myself 
and I'm not worried at all. Right. Not, I'm just not worried about it. And it's a yeah. different world for women. And it was like, oh, wow, that, that is a really, really different thing. So how as men can we, can we not lose the strength, the, uh, the, the killer instinct, that sort of aspect of the masculine that can be really sexy when it's done in a, in a beautiful way, when the power of the masculine comes from competence and not from uh, a sense right. of power over someone. Um, but blended with the sensitivity, blended with the vulnerability, the ability to listen, the ability to connect and be connected to ourselves, to our partners and to the world at large and be responsible for that in a way. And so I think it's, again, this issue of kind of like what we're seeing politically in our country right now. It's it's either this or it's either that. It's either liberal or it's conservative. You're either a manly man or you're a sensitive man. But both are true and both are false when they're only one or the other by themselves. So how do we bring both of those to bear? How do we remember that it takes liberals and conservatives to run a government? It takes sensitivity and strength to, in my words, and I, and I mean this quite seriously, to be a conscious man, to be an integrated man that is, um, as a, a, a brother in this work, Traver Boehm, I've heard him say, um, to be dangerous but not a danger. You know, Ooh, so to have that yeah. that degree of yeah. choice where, you know, I'm walking down the street and I see someone roughing up someone else. If I'm just a pacifist, if I've only developed my sensitivity and my vulnerability, I don't really have a choice in that moment. My only choice is passivity right. or maybe I call the cops and you know, that's probably the right <laughs> the right move either way. But, <laughs> you know, to be able to have developed my ferocity, too, and know that I've trained and that I have a capacity to wield my power, my strength, my voice even to ha, to inject that, to penetrate that moment with something yeah. else. In that moment, I have, I have choice. I have two aspects of myself that I've developed and that I'm able to bring forward and leverage beautifully, hopefully artistically in the moment. And then mm. as another mentor of mine, Michael Holt, always says, you know, to be able to, as a man, to employ violence as an act of love, like to employ my capacity for Oof. violence as an act of love, to protect. And like that old sort of idea of martial arts that, you know, even when you're taking down an enemy, mm -hmm. you're not trying to kill them. You're trying to take them down as, um, as, as kindly as you can while also mitigating the danger of the situation. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Man. <laughs> In 30 minutes, I feel like you just mapped out some, like, I, I feel that I understand men mm. so much better right now mm. in this moment than I mm. have. So thank you well, so thank much you for, for great that. questions. As yeah. a woman, yeah, I, I feel like as a woman, you know, who, who mm. is with a man and who has men yeah. in her community, and I know many listeners on here are in a similar position, what do you think is the best way that we can support the men in our communities wow, and in I our lives? So, so much. Um. <laughs> listen to us um, mm. honor us respect us remember that we we are trying there's this idea in neuro-linguistic programming that everyone is always doing the best they can with what they have so mm -hmm. call us out I mean there there is something about that sort of archetypal dynamic between the masculine and the feminine that exists in a lot of the more esoteric traditions where the the unfortunate job of the feminine is to call out the unconsciousness in the masculine because the masculine. Oh, wow. Yeah. The unconsciousness 
can't call itself out because then it would be conscious. So it's unconscious. So it can't kind of become conscious without that sort of, hey, wake up. Hey, that hurts. Hey, don't do that anymore. Hey, it's not okay to say that anymore. That sort of gift of your feminine truth of what you see is really beautiful and can be something that um, calls us up that it's the, the idea of the kingmaker in all women that, you know, it's the beauty and the beast story. It's like, you know, find a man that's kind of right. a bit unkempt and a bit unsheveled, but there's something in him that you see that is brilliant and attractive that maybe he can't even see in himself and help him see that, help him believe in himself, believe in him, tell him that you love him, that you care about him, that he's important, that he matters too. And tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. Mm. Tell them how you feel, not just with words, not just with that sort of masculine expression, but with your feelings, with your sound, with your body. Let Don't be afraid to break out of this masculine form that we're all in, in this sort of moment in our on our planet, oh, this very masculine, yeah. energetic that, you know, this is how it is, and you do this, and then this, and yeah, don't be afraid to tell us the truth. We need the truth. We need the truth from women, and um it's it's the thing that makes us better. It's the thing that allows us to know that we're fucking up. Because a lot of times we just don't know. We just don't know. You know, it's like I think of Charlie right. Rose getting sort of canceled. That old, uh, the old timey guy from not, I think it was PBS, um, who just, you know, you've grown up in an era where it was okay to talk that way for all of your life. And now suddenly, mm-hmm. you know, 70 years and the last two, you're now not allowed to be a way that you were allowed to be for 70 years it doesn't mean it was right but i do i do feel for some of these people that have been sort of annihilated mm-hmm. but yeah just help us out help us be better help us help us help you <laughs> because you know the better we yeah. become the more you get to benefit from that and then we become more capable of giving that truth back to you and then you give it back to us and that divine aspect of relationship conscious relationship sacred partnership whatever euphemism you want to sort of throw on it, whatever hippie tagline, but that's, that's kind of it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that answer. I feel like that's really, it's doable too. You know, it's like, we can respect each other, listen to each other, have those dialogues. Like, yeah, yeah, I think that that's, what do you you think? How, how, what would you say to women as far as how, how can, how can they help? (sighs) Honestly, I feel like, you know, when you said the word honor, like I really felt that too, because I feel like I'm kind of one of those people, like the way I look at life is kind of, I can see both sides. I can always kind of see both sides. Mm. I'm quite neutral in just my, my way of thinking. And so I always, over the past while, since kind Mm. of the me too movement, I've been really feeling like we've been sort of singling men out and not giving them the opportunity to, like you were saying, kind of develop, you know, and, and learn and go, oh shit, that's not okay anymore. Or, you know, cool, let's look in the mirror and do that work. And yeah, granted, some men aren't willing to do that work. And, you know, that's a different conversation. But I think that there are a lot of men, like you said, that are sort of hiding back or sitting back, sort of emasculating themselves and going, well, I can't have that trait and I can't talk like that and I can't, you know, and and almost, you know, it's like we're sort of robbing men of their experience in a way then because we're asking them to be something that they don't necessarily need to be. But so I I think Mm. it's that I feel like what you said, it's the listening, it's the it's the truth telling, it's the willingness to kind of go there versus just going, oh, that's just toxic masculinity. You you really need encouragement. You know, men really respond to encouragement, Mm. especially from women. Um, Or I'll I'll say I'll say it differently, actually. Acknowledgement 
encouragement is sort of the gift of the father energy, like what father kind of gives is encouragement, encouragement, encouragement. Acknowledgement, I think, is the yeah. thing that men need the most from women. Just to be acknowledged. It's like what I, what I share with my guys, it's like acknowledging their mission. Like, wow, like you've been through everything you've been through to get to this point, to have done the work and suffered enough mm-hmm. and fucked up enough and ruined enough relationships or marriages to be at this point willing to do the work, willing to step into self-development, willing to start looking at your stuff. And that's mm-hmm. really, really hard. Most people don't do it because it's it's a lot easier to down a few cocktails at night before you go to bed or take a prescription right. and just keep yourself numb. And again, disconnected. So if, I mean, men are really trying, we're getting the message. We're, we're, we're a bit denser than women, you know, so it takes us a little bit longer for it to kind of maybe, maybe land, but like, God, encourage us, like, let us know. It's like, we're all getting to have this conversation right now, all these different conversations about gender and, you know, equality and all these things, because there are men with guns out there protecting our right to be able to do that. You know, there are more men in prison. There are more men that die from suicide. There are more men that die from combat. There are less men in university Mm -hmm. now. There's so many different ways that men suffer and struggle and have for a really long time that also doesn't get talked about. You know, those statistics are scary. Mm -hmm. I have seen some of those floating around. I feel like, you know, ladies, you're going to have to let me know. I feel like we have to have Michael back on because <laughs> I, I, I think to. there's I'd lots more to. that we need to dissect. I, I have seen some of those statistics floating around, like since the beginning mm-hmm. of the pandemic, the suicide oh, yeah. rates, drug oh, yeah. addiction rates, all this stuff is terrifying. Things. Yeah. And, and men are really high Incredibly on those statistics. High. Yeah. Really high. Yeah, they're going the wrong yeah. direction. And it's, I, yeah, a lot of this is connected to what we've been talking about and, so yeah, just yeah. acknowledge us. Yeah, love us as much as you can yeah. and tell us the truth. Call us out. We need that. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much for the work that you're doing, Michael. Truly, right. I mean, just through this conversation alone, I I already knew the importance of this work and through our conversation today, I just feel so much more clear on why your work mm. is so necessary and I'm just really stoked to get to have this combo with you. Real so honor, thank you. Real pleasure and thank you for yeah. doing this. Thank you for having these conversations and it's a yeah, a real treat to be here. Yeah, Love my pleasure. My pleasure. And I would encourage everybody mm. to go connect with Michael on social media. Is there what is kind of your favorite way for people to reach yeah, out I or am get connected? On, uh, I am on Instagram. I've got a website. Uh, my name is spelled a bit uniquely thanks to my hippie mom. So it's uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll yeah, put it in yeah, the yeah. show notes too, yeah, just M-I-K-A-L in case. Yeah, and then Bates uh, B is in boy A T E S at uh, or just yeah michaelbates.com. Um, I think it's at Michael underscore Bates on Instagram. So yeah, go get in Michael's world. I feel like even as a woman, there's a lot to learn, mm-hmm. like as example sure. A in this conversation and, and just getting to witness some of the work that you're doing. And of course, if you have a male partner in your life or male in your yeah, community please. or brother send, or father or whomever to send get connected. And, and, yeah. and when you do it, be, yeah. be the wily artistic yeah, feminine that you are there's <laughs> it can be really off-putting for men to be told hey i need you to go to this men's yeah. work thing from their woman and there's a clever way that you can do it to get us to do it that that will work yes will work really okay well. wait we need to know what that clever way is because this Maybe is a, this be is actually something we've talked about on the show before <laughs> 
Yeah, because we have had so many people answer this question because it's such a, it is so delicate. We don't want to say, hey, hey guys, it's the same as saying, hey, I think you should go to therapy. It can be kind well, of... And that again ties <laughs> into why the male rites of passage are so important. There are certain things that men yeah. can only hear from other men. And if they hear the exact same thing from Ooh. the mouth of a woman, it's not that the woman's wrong. It's just that in a way, if they take that from you, they're emasculating themselves in that moment and depolarizing your relationship. So if you're in a relationship with a man and you're holding the feminine pole, he's holding the masculine, and you tell him what to do in that way, and then he does it, this is just a little preview of what we'll talk about, of course. There's a there's yeah. a there's something there yeah. in the energetics that creates something that, yeah, can have the opposite of the intended effect. So we can speak more about wow. that. But. We're going to. So uh, ladies listening, you can see that in the mm. show notes of this episode, there's an area for you to leave yeah. voice notes for us. I would love to hear what you heard in this for yourself. If you have questions for Michael, things that you'd love to hear him talk about more, and we'll have him come back on the show sometime yeah. soon and we'll kind of further I'll this, be excited this dialogue, you have touch on but here as I well. really appreciate it. My, uh, my partner who does kind of yeah, for women what I, I know. do for men. So in a way we, we kind of cover the spread together a bit and yeah. Lots, lots there. So excited to have her on the show. Yeah. You guys are incredible. I, I can, I can imagine having you both on the show at the same time would be really dynamic and epic. Fun. So we might that have to do that fun. as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 She's. She's a beast. Yeah, she's next level. Amazing. I love it. I appreciate yeah. so much of what you shared today. And um, I'm just really looking forward to, to sharing this with the, the audience. So um, go get connected with Thank Michael. Thank you for supporting this kind of yeah. work and for supporting me and all of this. It's so amazing. Oh, Thank you. So my so honor. Much. Thanks so much, Michael.